0: Volunteer firefighters save taxpayers money. Career and volunteer are under the same criteria of training requirements and everything. So I always tell people it's under the same umbrella, career volunteer, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. They're getting their taxpayers money to get that training that they need. Um, however, volunteer firehouse, they're going to their chicken barbecues and their fundraising, and your volunteers they might spend all day at a chicken barbecue or a shrimp feed. Then they're going out on an alarm all night long, so we don't want to discourage them. We have to push for some kind of offset in costs. We spend too much time on fundraising sometimes, and that doesn't allow us to focus on the important stuff, which is protecting the community.
1: Hi, I'm Torrin Ecker, and this is By the Way, Did you Know? Where we break down laws and legislation you may not have heard of, but have a profound impact on our lives. So hey, By the Way, Did you Know? we're talking about junior firefighters. Welcome back and this week we are talking about firefighters and something that I've always had a big passion about and this week for the first time we're going to talk about something I actually passed into law and something that I care a lot about and that's volunteer firefighting. It's where I got my start in public service and, and community service. I lived across the street from a fire company and in jefferson over in york county and when i was 14 years old i decided man that, that that siren goes off every night i would like to go check out check that out and my my neighbor was pretty active in the fire company so i decided to go help initially to cut potatoes when I was 14 years old for one of their uh, fundraisers that they do every year called the Dutch Suppers. And then that kind of blossomed into being a junior firefighter and, and did that through through high school and a little bit through college. And then all of my buddies decided to become career firefighters. And unfortunately, I guess I became a lawyer. So uh, they, they probably have this right and I have it wrong. But uh, with me today, because of that, I thought it'd be nice to bring one of my probably my first friends one of my longest childhood friends uh, my good friend Josh Landis because he is in fact one of those that decided to to become a career firefighter and I think a lot of it had to do with our time as junior firefighters when we were kids so Josh thanks for being here
0: Thanks for having me. I, I do agree. I have, to, I have to say I do agree, but I have the best job in the world, just saying.
1: <laughs> I, you Look, I, I miss the, the, the fun we had and, and, and the seriousness of the job, too. I mean, uh, when we were kids, uh, you know, one of the highlights, I think, of our of our junior firefighter careers were where when we were all 18 years old and um, we all were in different neighboring stations. We all went and were in an active fire in the building together and um, it was kind of
0: the, the culmination of our junior firefighter career. Sure, and that, that probably won't ever happen again. I mean, we've all moved on to other things and, you know, um, it is the best job in the world and as a career firefighter, we always try to do stuff for the community. We always try to do stuff for the younger people and it's very important. In my firehouse down in York City, we had York Votech just did a tour. that came through and they had an emergency services pathway. Those uh, younger people are involved in that and it gets them out to the firehouse it gets them hands-on experience Uh, York High is also doing a public safety academy and we go out and teach them in conjunction with HACC and it just gets the people involved in their community and younger people involved in in the uh, pathway of emergency services it's not really pertained to firefighters.
1: Yeah, so when I first got here in 2018 or 2019, I should say, the firefighter, volunteer firefighter crisis was really kind of boiling to, to a head. And I think at that time, the statistics were saying that in the 1960s, there were roughly half a million fire uh, volunteer firefighters. Now, flash forward to now, and there's only about 67,000. Huge drop off. So obviously the state is concerned about that because if you don't have volunteer firefighters, you have career paid firefighters, which means more taxes. And look, if that's where we need to go, that's where we need to go. But if we can save, you know, really our Pennsylvania heritage and our volunteer firefighters, that's that's the first step. So. I got in that fight, I, the, the, and 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 because of my background as, as a junior firefighter, there's a whole package of bills that that we dealt with to try to work on uh, this this volunteer firefighter crisis and shortage. My bill uh, dealt with volunteer firefighters and trying to relax some of the training requirements for junior firefighters uh, so that we could get them into the to into the fire service, give them, give them a taste like like me and my buddies did when we were younger and then hopefully pursue a career in it or or help their local community so uh, my particular bill, which then got signed into law by the governor, uh, relaxed the a uh, wildfire training course that was required of all junior firefighters to take by uh, DCNR, the Department of Natural uh, Department of Conservation and Natural Natural Resources, required us to t- every junior firefighter to take this uh, wildfire course. So if you lived in the the heart of Philadelphia or even one of the suburbs where there's not a, a forest around you, you still had to take this training relaxing this uh, requirement and still allowing those areas that, obviously, like where we live, vol- uh, wildfire training is probably hel- helpful, but but maybe not everywhere. And relaxing this requirement is just another barrier, removing another barrier so that we can get young folks involved in the fire service. So, so Josh, I mean, hearing that and knowing that, I mean, do you think that's helpful to, to get folks involved?
0: Sure, absolutely. Uh, the earlier, the better uh, with that kind of thing. Uh, I started out um, when I graduated high school I was 17 years old and I knew that's the career path that I wanted to choose here I was uh, living in a firehouse uh, through college and 17 years old and I had to wait to take certain certifications Um, I had to wait a whole summer you know I wanted to get my hands on earlier and get that more experience earlier so I think this is a really good thing
1: and look, there's part of this bill also attempted, and I think this is a good example of just explaining the legislative process a little bit. There's there's lots of things that we try to get accomplished in bills, and sometimes we don't get the whole thing we want. We don't we don't accomplish all of it. And and in this bill, I originally tried to to address that problem, what you're talking about, Josh, which is allowing younger people to take take more training, uh, if they want to. So currently, under the child labor laws, right now you have to be 18 or older to take an interior fire course. In other words, to actually go into a live burn. So in order to take that course, you need to be registered, you need to be 18 years old. Well, like Josh, some people graduate before they're 18 and can't go take a course until they turn 18. and, and, And it's a real barrier. So that unfortunately did not make it through the bill, but happy to report that that bill is up and running again. It's I've been working with Senator Pat Stefano uh, on this bill, and and there's a House version under my name as well, where we're trying to address the situation and work with the fire commissioner to get him to feel comfortable about it, and really really making sure that there's safety precautions. Because look, at the end of the day, that's what this came down to: is making sure that we're keeping young folks safe. But at the same time, we need to make sure we're giving opportunities to those kids in high school that if they're you know working on a welding machine, which is also dangerous, I think that we could put safeguards into. Uh, getting those young folks interested in fire service and getting them into active fire situations.
0: Sure, we want we want the uh, younger people to stay interested and we want them to not be restricted by lack of age or certain training. So we want to get them involved as soon as we can and not let them have lack of interest. We wanna get them their sense of community early so it stays with them throughout their careers or or whatever they do. This could be a pathway into something else also, but it gets, gets them that strong sense of community, which is so important in today's world. Some of the junior firefighters, uh, we were talking about safety a little bit. Um, the child labor laws are sort of restrictive, but also, They are good in the sense that it keeps them motivated towards their academics as well. They can't stay out late at night. A lot of live-in programs and a lot of junior firefighter programs. They have uh, certain restrictions as far as you have to keep your grade point average up at a certain level to be able to participate. And I think that's great. We need those volunteers. They're a huge important asset, younger people in the fire service on these calls and we need them to start early.
1: This has been, by the way, Did You Know? And catch us on my website at www.repecker.com slash mypodcasts.